Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. I play Eobard Thawne on DCTV's The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Hello, Geek Vibes Nation! Man, that was, that was too much chest. Whew, a lot of it. But anyways, this is Dane, your good friend and podcast buddy, and this is another enticing interview with Geek Vibes Live along with me and the amazing Joel. Joel, how are you doing, sir? Are you excited for tonight? Super excited. Let's get this done. All right, let's get this started. Uh, our guest tonight is an American film, TV actor, director, producer, musician, and stand-up comedian. He is known for his performance in Sorority Boys for portraying Dutch Nilbog on Fox's Breaking In, Buddy Dobbs on TV Land's Impastor, his band, The Sandwich, his podcast, Inside of You, and as Wally West, a.k.a. The Flash, in the DC Animated Universe. Um, I think I'm forgetting something. Oh, you might know him for portraying a villain by the name of Lex Luthor in a little show we call Smallville. All right. Take a little listen. Well, I tried to be your friend, Lex. But all you care about is power and control. This is Smallville! Meteor freaks, alien ships, cryptic symbols. These threats are real. Someone had to take control. Someone has to protect the world. Listen to yourself, Lex. You're so caught up in your own delusions, you've lost track of reality. Have I? Then let's talk about something you can't deny. After years of pleading with my father to show me some compassion, he turned to you with open arms. Now, what would a worldly billionaire have in common with a simple farm boy? Maybe he just knew he could trust me. Of course. Everyone can trust Clark Kent. Geek Vibes Nation, I, I have chills. Give it up for Michael <laughs> Rosenbaum. Take it away, Joel. Wow. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. Well, first of all, Joel, is it Joel? Yes. Yeah. You didn't yeah. seem that excited when he asked you if you were excited. I'm excited. I'm super, I'm super excited, bro. I'm kidding. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I'm going to tell it down now. I was listening Damn to it, that Joel. clip, and it's amazing when you hear it on like radio or you hear it and you don't see the image, it's very, like, it sounds so dramatic. I'm like, oh, my God. Everybody knows Clark Kent, and I just sound. <laughs> it's so funny when you hear this stuff. You're like, oh, my gosh. But uh, it's a treat to be on your, your show. And, uh, yes, I, I sort of remember that day. Wow. I mean, it's a treat to have you on. I'm going to say it's an honor, man. I, like, we've been... We've been hoping to have you on forever, and like we've been geeking out all like all month. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it's my honor, it's, man. I'm 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 happy to be able to do it. We appreciate it like so much. Um, well, now that we're on the topic of Smallville, how was it playing Lex Luthor on Smallville? Uh, I was pretty, you know, 
<laughs> it was fun. I'm Forrest Gump now. It was fun. I had fun. <laughs> Boy, playing a bald villain was a good time. Um, you know, I was scared to hell to do it, and I knew there were so many comic book fans and, you know, just small, you know, super, uh, Superman fans, if you will, all over the world, and uh, I was like, what was going to happen? You know, are they going to fire me? Am I am I good enough? Are the fans going to hate me? And people are going, well, who are you going to emulate? And I decided I'm not going to emulate anybody. I'm just going to do it my way and sort of just, you know, learn my lines, be believable, show some intensity, and play. And hopefully, the writing is it was good. And and it was. It all all the the pieces just fit and um i you know it was it was an honor to play that role and it was a joy it it wasn't easy i'll tell you that i think people think you know it's like you're an actor shut up you get paid a lot of money just do your role (laughs) and i would say the same thing it's better than digging ditches it's better than doing a lot a lot of other things but you know when you immerse yourself into a role and you you put you know 16 hours a day and you shave your head and your makeup artist cuts your you know your scalp every (laughs) every few days no, it was it was uh, it was intense. It was fun. It was it, you're like in a bubble. And we filmed we filmed in Vancouver, Canada, Smallville for seven years. I left after seven and came back for the series finale. So um, I'm, I think I'm part Canadian. So I'm part nice. <laughs> you're part nice. I like that. You're part nice. <laughs> okay. Um, how was it voicing uh, the Flash on on the Justice League animated show? For as long as you did. You know, doing that, playing the the Flash was just a gift. I, I remember um, I had just gotten Smallville, and I had been doing some, like, Batman Beyonds and other things like that, like little voices mm-hmm. here and there. And, um, you know, playing the Flash, is, is, it's pretty easy because you just really, you know, I went in there to audition, and I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never auditioned really for animated stuff until I came out to California and a few years into it. But... You don't have to shave. You don't have to shave your head. You don't have to take a shower. You'd like to smell decently, of course, in the studio with the other actors. But you just sit there with a with a soda and the script, and you read it once with Andrea Romano, who is one of the best directors ever, and Bruce Tim. Who, um, uh, and you just you just read it, and she tells you the, the ways to read it louder, uh, more intense. This, and it's a it's an easy job. It you know. Uh, I had the time of my life, and I really didn't think, you know, it's like I have all these old DVDs of The Flash and all these voiceovers, and I'm like, oh, you know, this is neat. If I have kids one day, I'll show them. But then I go to these conventions, <laughs> like I just went to Dragon Con in Atlanta, and people, nice. like hundreds and hundreds of people are coming up going, hey, and, and wanting an autograph from the voice of The Flash. And I'm like, well, yeah. it's, it's just my voice. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> it's just weird, but it's. It was an honor, and I got those roles both at the same time, really, within within six months of each other. Uh, animated voice actors sometimes give me more chills than actual actors. It's crazy. I don't know why. That's cool. It just works out that way. I don't know why. It just, it Kevin just does Conroy. something for me. Like Kevin Conroy yeah, another Con- one. That would be great. Kevin Conroy should get on. He's he's a tremendous talent, and he's like he's incredibly funny. And you know, it was it was great because um, Andrea Romano. I don't know if you're, you're aware of her, but in the animated world, she's yeah. done everything: SpongeBob and Animaniacs. Legend, and legend, 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 and she directed all of our episodes. And um, they just had a retirement party for her, and I, heard, I was I there, and it was me, Mark Hamill, Pinky and the Brain, 
Um, wow. Just John DiMaggio from um, Futurama and just a bunch of actors there to support her. And I get nervous. You see Mark Hamill, it's freaking Luke Skywalker and the Joker. <laughs> and he got up there and gave a speech and did the Joker voice. It was incredible. That had to be amazing. It had to be yeah. to be in that room. It had to be amazing. That's that's awesome. Well, listen, I, I want you guys to know this. I mean, anybody who knows me or listens to my podcast, um, we do. Of you, what inside <laughs> of you with my we do. Yeah, well, I know, I know. Of course you do. But um, I'm a fanboy. I'm really like I'm not. I get nervous when I interview the when I, when I interview people. I, I really do. Whether it's a tennis player or a, Eli Roth, horror director, who's a friend or. I get nervous because I just I, I never have felt comfortable around famous people. I pretend that I am, and I'll do movies, and I'll act with people, and I'll when they say action, I focus, and I'm in that zone. But mm-hmm. hanging out with other celebrities has always been really weird to me. So when I see celebrities, or when I I I try to suck it up and try to act cool, and it never happens. I never act cool. <laughs> I walk away thinking I am a dipshit. Did I can I say that on the air? <laughs> Can you believe like, that? Oh, yeah, you can uh, say whatever you want. I, you oh, can say okay. whatever you want, honestly. Yeah, I was feeling good. the vibes, the geek vibes. Yeah, for real. This is the place to do it, too, obviously. <laughs> yeah, good. So, well, all right, so between Lex and The Flash, which one did you enjoy more, more or less? Well, between Lex and The Flash, Lex made me more money. That's for sure. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Good point. That was uh, 22 <laughs> episodes a year, live action. You're, you know, you're, you're, um, you know, they were both great, but you know, Lex Luthor was such an icon that mm-hmm. you know uh, to be able to play that character and to get the response um, from fans and uh, it just to me it was just a terrific experience. I, you know, I, I love every you know every job you do is, is you learn something from it and that. That really was my family for seven years. I I never see my family, and and every day you're you're looking at Tom and seeing him shirtless yeah. and going, oh great, and then he's seeing me <laughs> naked, and he's like, oh great, Rosamund's naked again. <laughs> and uh, and I just, I just had him on the podcast, and we were talking about old times. But it is, it's like a family. Kristen Krupp just emailed me the other day, and she goes, oh my god, I haven't no talked to you forever. I'm in Toronto, and blah blah blah, and I miss you, and I hope you're well. And Allison Max coming on the show, and so it's like. It's still, nice. even though you don't talk to them forever, you still, you know, you still, it's still family. You still spend a lot of time with these people. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so what, what made you get into podcasting exactly? Well, you know, uh, that's a good question. I, I think I've always wa- thought I'd, I, you know, I, when I was young, you know, you, you want to be, I don't know if I wanted to be an actor when I was young, but I wanted to be a TV host, and I thought, you know, I could interview people really well. I'm, I bet I could do that because I just don't care. Right. And, again, I try to be the fly on the wall and just ask questions that no one will ask sometimes. Or, you know, um, I could be a little vulgar. I could be a little whatever. But for some reason, it comes off maybe charming because I just don't – I'm not trying to be a dick and sometimes things will come off. I don't know. But I just – enough people told me, why don't you do a podcast? And I said, all right, let's do it in my living room. And, you know, we, we did it and – for me, it's a lot of times you have people come on the shows, um, on these late-night talk shows, and they're like, all right, here's Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, you're beautiful, and your wife's beautiful, and your baby's beautiful. The shit you took is beautiful. Uh, you know, uh, what's your new project, man? All right, ha-ha, and everybody acts like they're cool. And I sort of wanted to go, hey, let's, I want to find out who this person is. 
And I, I know you have only six minutes on a late night program, but you know why not take two minutes out of that time to say, hey, you know, let's let me talk about this dark shit that happened or this something where you you know when you started or. And I I just I want to find out who they are. By the, by the end of the episode, I want everyone listening, including myself, to get a pretty good idea of who this person really is, who they became, how hard it was to get there, or easy, or what adversity they faced. And believe it or not, it's become therapy for me. So at the end, all these people, when they go through certain things, Chris Hardwick came on, and he's talking about his anxiety. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, I have anxiety. I, get like, and I kept hammering him about anxiety. And he kept talking to me about it and all these things. And I just learned so much about myself. So it's, I guess, kind of selfish in a way. The podcast, I should rename it <laughs> Selfish with Michael Rosenbaum. Instead of <laughs> well, or do you need a Klodopin? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you're, you're a natural. You're a natural, bro. We love the show. It's, it's, it's like it's one of my favorites now. So it's like. You just you just sound the same on the podcast. Anywhere you go, you always sound like a really cool dude. So it worked out for you so far, at least. Oh, dude, you know, and, and I know how hard it is. It's like, you know, I I really respect what you guys are doing, and it's like you got a great show here, and it's like, you know, there's so many podcasts out there, and it's like, you know, right, you're competing right. with sure. it. But I think if you're just true to yourself and you're like, hey, I'm doing what I want to do, and you guys are obviously doing what you want to do. You hope people will just visit you and and spend an hour with you or however much time with you. And and that's what it's about. It's like I'm having a conversation. I hope you like listening to me, and I'm asking some of the questions maybe you'd like to know. And even if you don't know the actor, you don't know the the, the athlete or the personality, maybe you get to know him and go, wow, that, I didn't know that about that person. I learned something from him. And that's sort of the inadvertent approach, I guess. That's true. That's exactly right. I mean, it's, it's our passion, so it's what we do. As long as you can take your voice, listening to your own voice, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are doing a show that you don't want to do and you're just trying to get people to listen because it's not because you think it's what they want, then that's not. You you have a, a niche and like this is what we're talking about. This is the, these are the guests we want to get. This is what you know. This is our goal, and that's it. Right. And, and that nothing should sway you know from that. And that's that's what I'm trying to do. And I, I'm a, I'm in my infancy stage. We've only done like you know I think we've just aired our tenth and. um but it's it's great, man. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's 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 easy. It's it's easy when you're having fun. And this is like one of the few jobs that I've had where I actually have a really good time. I'm in my living room. I don't have to leave the house. I don't have to put makeup on. I don't have to shave my head. I just put a microphone there in my underwear. <laughs> sometimes put pants on, and I just go. <laughs> yeah, sometimes not mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. Um, how was it working with Sly Stallone on uh, the set of Guardians 2? Yeah, I tell you what, you know, like, it's, it was great. Sly was, uh, you know, when you're younger and you're like, God, I want to be Rocky. I want to be Rambo. <laughs> I want to fucking be anything. I want to be that cliffhanger guy. I want to be Copland. <laughs> you know, and it, the Trent. list goes on. And then one day, yeah. somehow, this kid from Newburgh, Indiana, is doing a movie with him, we're hanging on set, and they're Stallone. And you're hoping, God, I hope my hero is just a tenth as cool as I have him pictured in my head. And when he got on set, he just was so likable. He was like, I had these dots on my face because they CGI my face in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And right. 
the first day is like, hey, who are you supposed to be with the dots in your face? Were you Pippi Longstocking? What is this? <laughs> and I just started laughing, and then I started goofing off with him. I go, uh, Sly, I don't know if you've ever done a movie where they do post-CGI, um, post-stuff. This is That's why they have the dots on my face. So why don't you figure it out? And I just kind of messed with him a little bit, and he started laughing. He's like, oh, there's something wrong with you. I'll tell you what, something wrong with you. And every day we would I'd mess around. We'd sing '70s like love songs and drive James Gunn crazy because James is always like, "Oh my God, your music! Why do you like some of this music?" And I would start singing a song like there's that song. I think I've told this story I think once, but there's a song in First Blood, and it's by a singer called named Dan Hill, and he sings this song, and it's like, "It's a long road." When you're all alone, <laughs> it's like, and it goes on, and all of a sudden I start singing it, and Sly just joins me. It's a long road <laughs> when you're all, and we just laughed. He took my cell phone. He started videotaping himself uh, at the uh, premiere for Guardians. He came up to me and says, "Yo, hey, Michael." It's the first time he said my name. First I was Dot Face, and then I was something else. And then, but he's like, "Hey, Michael." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like we got to be coming back, right? I'm like, well, I would hope because, I mean, look, the end credits, like, come on, right? A part <laughs> one big enough. And I'm like, Sly, dude, my last name is Rosenbaum. Your last name Stallone. Shouldn't you know these things? Not me. <laughs> and he goes, you know what? You're right. You're right, Doc Face. And uh, that was pretty, you know, uh, so, and we still don't know. No one knows anything. It's like, the, you know, we. I'm sitting here going, I, I have no idea what's, what's ever going to happen, if, if, if anything's going to happen with that again. Uh, you'll definitely be coming back at some point. I have no doubt about it. Well, um, your your mouth yeah, to God's ears, my friend, or to James uh, Gunn's I, ears. I can't imagine that nothing happens. It has to. It's just the way it ended, you know. I so hope so. It was, it was a great uh, you, time. Yeah, it sounds like you had a good time though. Anyway, so were, like, were you like into comic books ever before you got into like the entertainment business, or this all new to you when you like got the Lex job and all that? You know, it was really new to me. I was a huge horror movie fan. Like, I have a whole box of Fangoria magazines, and nice. you know, I was go- I was going to horror, uh, you know, conventions before I landed any role, before I was anybody. Um, right. And I would go and I'd get an autograph from Flyboy, uh, you know, the zombie from uh, Dawn of the Dead, Romero's Dawn of the Dead. And it was like, charge me right. ten bucks, and I'd go outside and have a smoke with him, and I'd go, man, I'm hanging nice. out with Flyboy. Like, that was the best thing in my life at that point. I'm hanging out with one of the guys who turns into a zombie in Dawn of the Dead. I've made this fucking career, man. And I feel like... Um, wait, what was your question? <laughs> I got a lot. No, oh, oh, yeah, I was a fanboy. So I, I've always okay. been... Wait, wait, go ahead. No, man, you're a fanboy. You can go from there. <laughs> yeah, I've just always been a fanboy. And, I, I you know, I would just... I would geek out, and, um, you know, I think that for me, it's like I never expected, I never read comics, but I was always, like, in the horror movies. I was always into, you know, Bruce Campbell, and then I ended up working with Bruce Campbell. So it's always, this has been just a big treat for me. And so when I got Smallville, I was I was clueless. And I think that's the best thing about it is, I think if I knew mm-hmm. too much, I would have ruined it. I would have tried too hard. I would have, not that I didn't try. But I would have tried to be. Some, I would. I would. I would have maybe gone a different way when I when working on the role. Like maybe I would have. Who knows? But I didn't know anything other than 
Christopher Reeve, Gene Hackman. I love the movies. That was it. And so when I got the part, I just said, you know, I'll just be true to the character. I'll just, I'll just really invest everything I got, and hopefully they like it. And that's the honest to God truth. So, but now I'm sitting here looking at a, a, a an original um, piece of art by Alex Ross with uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Batman and the Flash, and uh, that he signed for me years ago in my office. And I'm like, nice. Hey, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. That's for sure. <laughs> we're big we're big horror fans on this side too, so especially now, I mean horror's gotten a lot better the last couple of years, so it's a really exciting time. Yeah, you know, I wish that I just want to be scared more. I just want to I go into it. a theater and I, I honestly wanna be on the verge of shitting my pants. Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> Can no, someone, it's like, not. It's... I yeah, I like I love the strangers. It follows had some good scares and it was creepy okay. and original. I like stuff like yeah, that. Paranormal activity is the first couple. What's that? <laughs> ghost STD. I said it was a ghost STD. No. <laughs> I like the concept, man, the Alfred Hitchcock throwback. By the way, I'm Dane. Sorry for interrupting. But, um, no, dude. Yeah, that's all you want, Dane. weird with the concept of whatever the heck that was. But I love uh, It. It was a lot of fun. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. I think – but, yes, I ultimately, like, you know, I write horror and I, I just – I'm just enamored by it, and I'm, I think part of the reasons why I'm a little messed up is my mom used to make me watch movies with her, like Alien and The Shining, when I was eight. So, wow. uh, yeah. And I think that, you wow. know, there's something, yeah. that's. So I'm a little messed up. So, But there's, <laughs> there's something fascinating about it. To me, it's like going on a roller coaster. It's a, it's a thrill. It's like when you go, when you get a real scare, your adrenaline kicks in, your heart races. It's like there's nothing quite like it. And some people hate it, and I just... I don't think I'll date a girl unless she likes horror movies. I can't. I can't deal with Now, I get scared. I won't be able to sleep. I'm like, well, <laughs> we're not dating. I'm sorry, we're I not dating that. if you can't dig a horror sense. movie. <laughs> I totally understand that feeling. Trust me, I get it. <laughs> yep. So, so you're a funny guy. So how long have you been doing stand-up? You know, last year I, I said uh, I'm going to really push myself, and I'm going to – I'm going to do the two most terrifying things that I can think of. Stand-up in front of a lot of people, doing stand-up comedy, and playing music in front of people, my own music, or any music. Right. And I said, I'm going to right. do it. You know, you only live once. And I, I stressed the hell about it, and I was just pushing myself. And I started really in January, and I went up. I've been up like 50 times uh, between the improv and, and the comedy store in L.A. and um, – Laugh Factory and Irvine and just just a bunch of places and I just keep going up and the scary thing is is you know they put me up there with like big comedians because I, I don't know I just you know I I have friends that are big comedians so or comics so right. they they put me up and it's it's actually worse because you're going up in front of guy with guys that are been doing this their whole life and you kind of think oh they're looking at me funny like who the hell is this punk he's been doing it for he just started he's going up with us with the punk. and Right. But they're actually all really cool. Joe Rogan's phenomenal, and Bobby Lee, and Nick Swartzen, and Harlan Williams, and everybody's been so cool. And you know, it's bucket list stuff. I just, I, I think we're all going to the same place. I've said it before, but you know, when I'm 80 years old, I want to say, God, I'm dying now. Why did I? Why was I so scared about going up in front of people? I'm going to die. Who cares? And so <laughs> I, I'm trying to approach things differently as I get older, and just have a more 
the more of an attitude of let's just try it. Let's just try it. And even if I'm scared and fighting it, I know it's probably because it's all based on fear. You know, everything. Right. When, you, when you say no to something, a lot of times it's fear based. It's like I can't do that. Sure. I'm gonna fail. Okay, then fail. And so I'm still like I'm, I haven't mastered it, but I'm, I'm learning. So that's that's one of the reasons why I started doing all that. And my band's fun. The sandwich. We're playing the night. Right. I invited a buddy to the place. Yeah, we have. Well, we have a, our band practice. We just played at Hotel Cafe. We went to, we played at the Troubadour. We played in Germany, and you know, we just uh, we have a good time. We're a bunch of friends, and most of my friends here down, that play in the band are stoners, and I, it's hard to focus. But uh, you know, we have a good time. We're bringing a guy that plays synthesizer <laughs> in the night. I want to play uh, some '80s feel. I, I want our songs to start feeling like a little more '80s. But uh, we're having a good time, and, and and people don't think we suck, so that's a start. You've become a, a, an entertainment renaissance man. You just do everything. <laughs> you know what? I figured why not do everything. I wished. Here's the thing. It's, I'd rather. I wish. It, it, it's a hard. It's hard. This is a hard thing. I'm trying to make you understand. I. I almost would rather suck at everything but one thing. I wish I was just brilliant at one thing. But here's mm-hmm. the problem. I'm not. I don't suck at everything. But I'm okay. <laughs> or I'm pretty good. And I'd rather just suck because then I wouldn't waste my time on it. But I do it right. enough where I'm like, well, some people like this, so maybe. So now I'm doing all these things that are just exhausting me. But I don't even know if I'm really good at any of them. And uh, but it, I guess when you come down, when it comes down to it, it's, it's all about just having fun. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to weed out the shit that's not fun and just do do what I like. Like the podcast, I enjoy. It's fun. You know, if it ever becomes unfun then i gotta change my ways so yeah i totally get that but that's a good way of looking at it too so you definitely have the right mindset for sure i'm still Um, learning dude i'll tell you so are we trust us (laughs) um dane dane's gonna take over for for the rest of the questions but man it's been really a pleasure talking to you oh it's awesome uh, man real pleasure Always a fan, man. Yeah, great. I'll come back, man. I'll come back. I was just—I've been crazy, but I want to—I I definitely want to come back on. You should. <laughs> well, don't 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 well, think you're bothering me. I gotta get those direct tweets from you. I'll eventually, you know. I'm, oh, I'll, good. I'll, yeah. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> well, Michael, we we just we appreciate having you on, and um, I've been watching uh, and listening. I, I work at a warehouse uh, during my job. And I've been listening to a lot of Inside of You. Great podcast, man. Uh, you were talking about it with Joel. I just want to give you some praise on the fact that it's it's like you mentioned Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan's podcast, he has a similar type of flavor, and uh, I'm a big wrestling mark, so I listen to Chris Jericho. You guys all have a way about doing your conversations, which I really like. I'm, I'm aspiring eventually to do a single uh, myself and another person just talking, but you guys just talk and have conversations, and you add your humor into it. And it's not like a cookie-cutter style interview so i wanted to you know give you a little bit of appreciation on that i'm glad that i was able to catch that uh you know what dane that means a lot to me and it's you know as you know we talked about it how hard it is to get a to get a podcast really up and going and and that, again that's just being true to myself i'm trying like this i i could you know i could listen to the first couple and go okay god you, you're interrupted here and i remember nick swartz and goes don't interrupt me on the po-, you know and he's my good buddy but he was like and i could tell he was like kind of serious and I'm like, fuck you, man. You're my second guest. I'm figuring this shit out. And ultimately, that's what it is. It's it's a learning curve. It's like you're not going to be Howard Stern on episode one or maybe ever. But if you just go your own way and ask the questions you want to ask and 
and you just say the things you want to say, and if something comes to you, just, just throw it out there. Like, if you want to say right now, Michael Rosenbaum, are you fucking naked right now when you're speaking to us? You do it. <laughs> Dane, damn it. Absolutely. That's, that's the approach. Are, you, I mean, are you naked right now speaking with us? I am not naked because my assistant Jessica is sitting across from me, and I think she'd have probably a good reason to sue if I ever let her go. <laughs> um, and there's, uh, yeah, that would, it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be a good idea. I don't think she'd sue me, though. She's got a good heart. I could be just saying okay, that. Okay, well, that's she good. No, she's a good girl. Um, so. I, well, I, I'm not naked, just to let you know. Actually, I am. Oh, good. But, oh, good. Um, well, damn it. I'm going to have to let you go then. Well, you know, you got to do, you do your thing then, you know. Um, I, I definitely want to get into this whole music thing with you, man, because I am a musician myself. Um, I've been playing drums, uh, oh, God, since high school. That's a long time. And I've been singing. Uh, I've been listening to your band, The Sandwich. I listened to your whole live over in Germany that you that one of your friends at least I think uh, recorded. Um, you guys have a great sound. Um, I know some musicians are weird about it. I've never been like that, but your sound had a very much like a um, well Mumford and Sons in certain songs and Jim Blossoms I even heard, but like oh, even like yeah. a uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers or Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young flavor to it, and I really dug your voice. Very not as you don't um, you don't have exactly his voice because Lou Reed's kind of weird, but almost Lou Reed mixed with Tom Petty, a little more melodic, but uh, definitely appreciated your music. And uh, what got you into music? How long have you been playing? Well, first, holy shit, Dane, and thanks for those compliments. I, uh, you know, it's hard for me to take compliments. I, I, I'm, I could take compliments in terms of acting because I think I've done it so long that I've sort of like, like I go, hey, I've worked hard. I'm an actor. I've been doing it for a long time. That I don't feel weird about taking praise when someone says, hey, you were really good in that. I sort of say, hey, I've been doing it since I'm, in, you know, 17 years old and and working hard. And I could sort of take a compliment. But when someone says, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I love your podcast. I'm like, thanks, man. We're really working on it. I'm uh, trying to get better. And it's, hey, hey, we <laughs> we like we like your music. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, and I always feel sort of weird. But I'll say this, I. I love music, and I'm really influenced by the 70s and 80s. You know, and the music that you mentioned is all sort of music that I listen to with, accompanied by 80s music and cheesy 80s and yacht rock, Christopher Cross, and there's a whole bunch of Hell stuff yeah. in there sprinkled in. And I, it, you know, like last night, last night was the first time we did a song where I go, hey, this sounds kind of current. This sounds like people might like this today. <laughs> you know, and... <laughs> Um, and I was like, you know, and we're going to go with that because this sounds really good and it's very apropos to the times and the and po- and just like what people need right now. And and it's just this really cool song. And we start, I just started playing these chords. I go, my drummer, I'm like, hey, man, just give me a weird drum beat. And he's like, whatever. That sounds kind of like an electric drum set. But I started playing this chord, boom. And then four beats later, another chord. And then my lead guitarist went, and all of a sudden it just came to life. And I just, I, it felt, there's something about music that when you're, it doesn't matter if you're, you've been playing for 50 years or you've been playing, it's your, it, you just learned three chords. It doesn't matter. If you feel something, it's working. And so, when I play Absolutely. music, it moves me. I feel like I could forget about everything else for just a couple hours, and I could just just feel the music, play the music. It doesn't matter if people think it sucks. Again, you got to do it for you. So, 
20-something years ago, my friend Tom was taking guitar lessons. And he was, like, learning John Denver because they were teaching him John that That's what you learn. And I love John Denver. <laughs> yeah. It's like, take yeah. me home, country roads. And I go, how do you do that? And he gave me the guitar, and, he, and I flipped it over because I play upside down and backwards because that's how I – he goes, you can't do that. I go, oh, fuck yeah, I can. And I turn my guitar over, and wow. he goes, well, now, you're, now you're upside down. I can't show you the chords. So I flipped it back up the way, his way. He showed me a G. I flipped it over and learned the G. Learn the A, learn the A minor, learn the F, learn the F sharp, learn the C sharp major, and all of a sudden, and we and I just started learning, and I didn't take it seriously till probably a year and a half ago, where we just started playing music in the basement. A bunch of good friends who've known each other forever. Carl never played bass before. Ken never played drums. I never wanted to be a lead singer. I thought my voice sucked, and I I don't have a huge range, but I just play what I can. And I try to write the songs that are, you know, are good for my voice, and and that's it. And we just try to have a good time with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being a musician myself, man, you just—I've been in projects, and they kind of like when you have a diva in the band. And what if anyone doesn't know what a diva is? And now I'm not talking about great female singers. A diva is a musician that shows up late for practice, wants to control the whole entire thing. But it sounds like you're with a bunch of people that you like playing with, and that's all that really matters. Um, you're recently in Germany. Uh, I don't think you played Hamburg like the Beatles, but you played Frankfurt, I believe. How was that? Frankfurt, Cologne, um, uh, Berlin. Uh, it, it, I mean, just incredible. If I told you how nervous I was, you wouldn't believe me. I was so nervous. I get so nervous with certain things, with music and stuff, that I just, I really just, it's, I just have to really trust that, hey, you know, it, it's like when you're a stand-up comedian and you go out there and you have a joke. You have to just believe it. When you're an actor and you see a line, you gotta believe it. And when you're playing music, you gotta believe it, even if you don't if you don't think anybody else is gonna. Like, you have to go up there and, and you know you love it and sell it in the best way you can. And Absolutely. Playing in Berlin was just such an experience because everyone was fantastic. They were so great. We were playing with my friend Jason Manns, who is just a wonderful singer. And um, it was you know I was nervous because we we're going up before him and or no after him and. He's playing his songs, and they're mostly his fans, and he got us to come over there, and nobody knows who we are. We're the sandwich. And the next thing you know, Where did we're that name playing come from. 25 Sorry. years ago, my friend, no, my friend Tom and I, were, I think we're doing ecstasy on a, on a houseboat. And uh, I, I don't do that anymore, but Dane, I mean, you asked me, and I'm just telling you the truth here. Um, and yeah. we just start playing music till our fingers bleed. And. My friend's girlfriend, Deneen, who he's still with, looks at us and goes, guys, you guys are on fire. And we're just playing all these songs and making stuff up. And I go, man. She goes, you guys need a name. You need a name for the band. I, I don't remember who it was. It could have been me. It could have been Tom. It doesn't matter. He goes, shit sandwich. And we just started laughing. <laughs> shit sandwich. Later on, we found out that it was a, it was a name in um, Spinal Tap. But then fast forward to about a year uh... and a half ago. Fast forward a year and a half ago, my friend Jason goes, hey, uh, you uh, want to open for me at the Troubadour? We're like, nope. Dude, just write a couple songs. Come on. So I wrote a couple songs. We learned it. I went up, and we said, wait a minute. We can't go a shit sandwich. We just can't go a shit sandwich. we gotta, we got to take ourselves a little more seriously. I, we have, we <laughs> and then we just cut off the shit, and we're, we're just the sandwich. So that's how that happened. That is amazing. Oh, God. Well, if you're ever in Georgia again for Dragon Con, we'll have to jam out and get together or something. Dude, I'd love it. Um, I'd love it. And I look, I'm not the most musically I would like, love it too. gifted. 
I, I don't know. I couldn't, if you said, hey, play a C-sharp major seven on a, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I can't go down oh. to a, I, I just can't do a lot of stuff. But I know I'm really good at coming up with songs. Really, that's my gift. I come up with words and phrasing and, and songs and chords, and, and then and the rest of the band kind of comes in, and the lead guitarist, Rob, is amazing. And, and that, that's sort of how it happens. Oh, absolutely. You sound like more like me. I'm a naturalist. I'm not really someone that's ever been in the theory or like with drums. If you tell me certain things, I'm going to look at you like you're crazy. That's uh, me. If yep. you just play, then I can figure it all out. Just, just, you know, just by feeling the groove, basically. Um, it's natural rhythm. I, I tell people it's because I'm Italian, but I have no idea if that's true or not. Um, <laughs> But uh, let, let me ask you, uh, getting back to Lex Luthor, I definitely have some questions related to that character because I love Smallville and I loved your role. Um, and this is not just me blowing smoke up your ass, but with all the actors that played Lex Luthor, Gene Hackman, Kevin Spacey, Jesse Eisenberg, what's it like being a golden, sta- a golden standard amongst fans for portraying the best or most accurate portrayal of Lex Luthor? Ah, uh, man, that's well, question. shit, that's, that's amazing, thank you for, again for saying that, um, you know, over the, it's been pretty incredible, it was an incredible run, that show, and, you know, again, a lot of things have to happen for something to be successful, not just the acting, but the writing, and the cinematography, and the music, and the producing, and the, everything has to be right for it to be a great show, and I felt like I was part of something special, um, I love, of course, I love hearing, you know, you're the best Lex Luthor. I mean, when I hear that, that's just like, what, what an honor. And people say, dude, what the fuck is, why won't they let you play Lex Luthor in the movies? And I always say the same thing. I have no idea. Why not? <laughs> it seems like a lot of people dug it. <laughs> Give me a shot. Let sure. me, here's, the, here's the only thing. I, I, I'm not mad that I'm not Lex Luthor in the movies. I'm not, I wish everybody the best. I wish Eisenberg the best. I want everybody to be great. But the only thing that pisses me off, <clears throat> the only thing that pissed me off after all these years, after doing that role for seven years, all right, and th- this is the first time I'm saying this, mm-hmm. give me a fucking Exclusive. audition. Give me a fucking right. yeah. audition. You guys, are, it's like, I, you know, if, if three people kept coming up to me and saying, oh, you were really good, I, you know, but it's just like if... If Small Blue has a huge following. The fans were magnificent. It, it's gone on through generations now. You can watch it on Hulu. It's everywhere. And for some reason, they, I don't know, you can't, you know, certainly a lot of actors are going into TV now. TV, like it used to be where, you know, if you're a film actor, you go to TV, you, you know, your career's over. Now it is your career. All film actors. Jim Carrey has a new TV show. This is this is uh, 2017. But my thought yeah. is okay, Brian, on the other spectrum – if you reverse it, it's like, dude, bring him in. Let the guy who played Lex Luthor for seven years just come in and see his take. Maybe he'll suck. Maybe he'll surprise us. Maybe he'll be the next Lex Luthor. And so for, I just think it's a, it's not a discredit to me, or it's like it, it's, it's more to the fans. I think I've heard from enough fans now that it's like, I think a lot of people would be really happy if at least I, had a, uh, I was up for it, if I had an opportunity. And so I think I've earned an opportunity, but um, you know they, I'm not in charge of I'm not in charge of studios, and I don't make those decisions. And I, you know I enjoy my life, and I always said, hey, you know if if I ever got a shot to play Lex again, and if it was the right time, hell yeah. But I'm not I'm not you know it's not 
I don't have to do it. I have a career. I'm having a great, you know, life and, and career. I, I just don't. But I, but I always was a little bit not resentful, and I really didn't think about it for many years. But then I go, you know what? Those motherfuckers, they could have at least let me read for the fucking Well, I can read. I learned to fucking read. <laughs> so I just felt like, you know, in the most humble way, when this is articulated and re- you know written down and transcribed on the web, hopefully they'll say tongue-in-cheek making fun of it. But it's not anger from me. It's It's more about just like I always wonder, like, you know, it takes me five minutes to, you know, 15 minutes to drive to Fox or wherever and, you know, a five-minute read in front of some producers or put me on tape, and no one ever asked me to read for any of that stuff. So it, it kind of is like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Oh, God. Yeah, and, and the thing is about the big studios, they're going to probably claim, uh, just like with Tom Welling with, you know, the part of Superman for Superman Returns, well, we don't want to uh, confuse the general public, but really, when it comes down to it, if the fans would like to see you as Lex Luthor because of your performance as Lex Luthor for how many years, then yeah, they definitely. Uh, it's it's very surprising that you told me that you never did a tryout. That's that's crazy. Never once did um, they ever ask me to read. Never got a call. Put yourself on tape. Nothing. And I'll tell you why. Blasphemy. Well, you're 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 um, <clears throat> what you just said about confusing the audience. With all due respect, is just asinine, because. If they think it's confusing to every movie change Lex Luthor already, Eisenberg, before that was Spacey, before that was, I mean, and the Supermans have changed, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. You know, I, I don't. The right. Batman's changed. Like, like, like that, that's an excuse. How about, hey, may the job go to the best actor. Hey, you know, give everybody a shot. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Screech from Saved by the Bell. Bring him in. Shave his head. See what he fucking can do. I have to say that when it comes to Lex Luthor, there is one guy that I think that you know that did uh, another amazing job. And you, you basically did the animated series at the same time you were doing Justice League. So you definitely had some interaction with Clancy Brown, obviously. Did I just saw him the other night, his- and he what a wonderful guy. Wow. Great, great actor, actor. Uh, very underrated, uh, very great very underrated. talent, obviously too. Uh, did you get any type of um, not pointers or anything like that? But maybe did you watch his performance and take anything? Because you guys are too. I mean, it's it's very hard to say. It's like Keaton and um, and Affleck. There's certain people that can portray the character from the comics very accurately, and then you can do something weird. Like you get a great actor like Gene Hackman, but he's trying to scheme old ladies out of their houses, you know. But, like, you guys had the root of the character. Did you have any um, inspiration from him, or was it just completely separate? It really was separate. i gotta, I got to plead ignorance on this one. I, I feel like I just – I never really looked into it. And uh, I, and I think the creators, Al and Miles, who I, I love dearly, they're dear friends of mine, and hopefully I'm going to do uh, Badlands next season. We'll see. We'll see. There's, there's a potential Ooh. role. Yeah, he, he 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 goes. So, would you play somebody bad? I'm like, uh, have I done it before? Of course. Uh, fuck off! You created it. I love you. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I really didn't. I, I don't think they, nor did I, want to have any sort of preconceived or ideas of of like what we wanted. I think it was just be genuine. You went in the room for the audition. And you were genuine and charismatic and dangerous. Do what you did in that audition. 
and that's the role. And I, I stuck with it. I go, they liked me in this. I'm not going to change now or I'm going to get fired. Yeah. So I I just kept doing what I'm doing. Do you want to leave, Jess? My assistant wants to leave. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Jess, don't go. Please don't go. <laughs> Good night, Jeff. Well, here's, a, here's a question, not, not necessarily with the movies, but I, I think that what you guys do on Smallville and obviously uh, jumping to the CW, you guys kind of – started this whole chain of, you know, connected multiverse television show, uh, DC. I, I mean, honestly, and we've talked about this on the show at length, the, the DC TV universe is more structured than their movie universe. Like, the movies are doing great, but there's a lot of structural problems. But with television, you know, uh, Tom Welling recently made a statement. I heard you guys on your show talking about this. Um, he'll be have to be significant, obviously. But have you not necessarily been contacted but have have you thought about if CW basically was like, hey, we want to have the Flash come into the small uni- Smallville universe, uh, set up something for possibly a crossover in the future? Would you be down to play Lex? Uh, give you a chance even maybe to work with uh, Matt Matt Lesher as a Reverse Flash? Or, I'm getting super sweaty if you can't tell. But like, if this could be a possibility, <laughs> would you be interested, or or are you trying to uh, take yourself away from the DC TV? You know, world. Those are great. Those are great. It's a, like that's everything you said makes perfect, perfect sense. And it's, it's I'm glad. a really good, descriptive, elaborate question that for me to answer, I guess ultimately it's for me, it's quality. And for me, it's mm-hmm. it's twofold. It's one, I played Lex Luthor for seven years on a TV show, that was great. And I, I don't think it could be better than that. I don't think – I mean, that was its own entity. And then all of a sudden these other shows spawned into what they are, which are all successful and, and good, and they have millions and millions of fans. And we missed social media because we were before it. And they're all doing uh, justice. That the People really love these shows, and their fan base is superb. Um, but it just, you know, for me, um, you know, after I left, I, I went off and directed a movie, which was, you know, I just wanted to start directing and producing. I did this show called Impastor and produced And whether or not they were huge successes or not, it's what I want to do. And thank God Smallville gave me something which was, you know, monetarily and uh, other th- good things uh, and a reputation that I, 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 I do get work and I get offers and, I, you know, I can do a lot of things. And, you know, there are those actors that, you know, you have to work. And I was that actor before where, I, I you know, I have to work and I need to make money and I need to, and I, and I just love it. And now I love it, but I really, I really, really, really got to love it to want to do it. And so, um, and, I, and I love to work when it's something I, every day I go to work and go, God, this is what I want to do. I don't want to just act to act. So, you know, I did this little independent movie called The Neighbor that's coming out in December and I did, you know, uh, you know, my friend Nick Swartz and asked me to do his funny show. So when friends usually ask me to do stuff, I, I, I try to do it. And I wrote a horror movie that we're trying to make. And um, So I, I'm really enjoying what, what's happening with my life. Now, to take on, you know, whether it's an arc or somebody offers me, and no one has, by the way. No one has ever offered me, I don't think. Maybe it's, maybe it stopped at my agent. I don't know. But um, to play Lex either in Supergirl or, you know, a crossover or, you know, Flash or whatever, or play the Flash. It's never really happened. And now if it, if it did, and it just made absolute, like, I couldn't say no. Like, it was, it just made perfect sense for, like, whatever. 
I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure. Look, I, I never say no. I just say, you know, I'm I'm moving forward in a, in a certain direction where I'm open to just great ideas and being part of something that's special and unique, and not not swaying away from, you know, veering away from who I am and what I want to do, and 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 being proud of things. So I was really proud of Smallville. I was really proud of the Flash on the Justice League. I was really I'm proud of a lot of the work I do, and so it, it is. It's a tough question because it's like you, you don't want to say no, but it's just like uh, you know, if somebody said, "Hey, this is the idea," and this is, and all of a sudden I go, "Wow, that's just brilliant," and that's just it's it's an it's an offer I can't refuse. Perhaps. You know, it's 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 just me as 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 a nerd, Michael. I'm just envisioning you in the armored costume leading you know, Gorilla Grodd and everyone to battle. Um, but, no, you're, you're right. I mean, it has to be based off of you're, – you're an actor. I mean, it makes complete sense. It's, it's based off of what's going to be given in front of you. You, want, you wouldn't want to taint uh, the amazing stuff that you've done with the character of Lex Luthor. Uh, going back into the Flash, though, uh, before we kind of leave this conversation, because I know that you've got some stuff to do, um, I feel – and this is kind of weird and random. I feel that based on how they're interpreting Ezra Miller's Flash, that they sh- they had an opportunity to do separate flashes with their television shows being Barry Allen, and I feel like Ezra is acting more like how you portrayed Wally specifically of Justice League Unlimited. I know it's not that much stuff, but he's very sarcastic, full of right. himself. Uh, do you feel like there's a lack of Wally uh, on screen now? Because he was the premier Flash for years. You know, I gotta say, I mean, look, I, I know this. I know that when I, I, I said this before, when I go to conventions, I'm just amazed at, at the amount of like people who watched me voice the Flash, and who listened to me, and who, and and then when you watch the series, you're like, wow, Bruce Tim was amazing, and the direction, and all these things, and the animation. It was just a cool, cool series, and it was just, and people love that, you know, the sarcastic, you know, Flash, and um, yeah. I, I loved it. I think it was a wonderful, uh, wonderful show. And all I could say is I have begged them to bring back Unlimited. I have like going, this is a great show. We all as a cast want to oh, bring it back. And please. we just want to. You know, That'd we, be amazing. So I would come back and voice the Flash in a heartbeat anywhere, anytime. There's no, there's yeah. no question about that. But, um, again, you know, it's not, it's not like, believe it or not, it's not something I hear, you know, all the time. Like, hey, come voice the Flash. Which is surprising because it was such a great series, but you know, uh, again, everyone has their reasons. They have, they have. Oh, this guy's got, you know, four million followers. Let's get him as the voice of this. Or I don't know how it works, but you know, oh. <laughs> I'm certainly up for you know, you know that kind of stuff. To, 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 you know, I love doing voices. I love going in there and and playing. It's always been, and I love that series. So, you know, hopefully something comes of it. I would, I would love just an animated movie to kind of close off because it ended on a great note, but it feels like there could be more, especially with what happened with Lex Luthor and Darkseid. And that, let us, that whole series was incredible. Um, but, uh, you know, you were talking about doing voiceovers. I know that you do impressions a lot too, so we're definitely going to have to come back on, talk more about stand-up, impressions and everything. What's your favorite impersonation? You know, I was doing, I was doing you know, since, since college. Since, cool. I, <laughs> since college, man, I was always doing like people would put money in a bucket at parties just so I had beer money and I go 
hey, I'll do an impression, and I do fire marshal, you know, fire marshal Bill from, you know, Jim Carrey, you know, back in the day in Living Color, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I would do a great Chris Farley, like I could do Chris Farley. I met Chris Farley. I used to hang out with him, and I would do this Chris Farley, where I'm like, Good Lord, will you just knock it off? And I would do this. <laughs> <laughs> and he would pick me up over his head and go, oh, look, the fat guy is going to have to take care of the skinny guy. And uh, <laughs> and I would do, I grew up watching the baseball, the Cubs, before, uh, um, what's his name? Will Farrell was doing it. I was doing Harry Carey, the legendary Cubs announcer, who's always, hey, here's the pitch of the way, and a line drive and a rapid. God damn, my ass was killing me. And I would do stuff like that, and I would do, Christopher Walken back in the day, like before everybody was doing it. You know, I was doing it like years ago. I remember Kevin Spacey he did it it, like going, you a son, <laughs> fuckhead that he is. And that bitch will girlfriend. You know, we do this whole thing. It's stupid. And I would then I start doing Spacey, who coincidentally just texted me the other day. And I was like, yeah, my boy Spacey's in town. And it's like, you know, in that whole Spacey, I would do an impression. I go, I go no, God damn it. Listen to me. We're going to go to lunch right now. He's like, why are you talking to me? I'm doing your voice, Kevin. This is how you talk. He goes, I don't fucking talk like that. God damn it, Rosa. I'm just fucking out of my face. So I would do, you know, I just kind of like do everybody. I'm trying to learn the guy from Game of Thrones, you know. Listen to me, sir. You know, Sansa. Little finger? But it's, I'm going to put my butterfinger in your ass. He would do something like this. Listen to me. And then he, then he, then he gets wasted. I love how he got, I love how she's got. She killed his ass. I hope I didn't give anything away, but I love that. No, I love you how didn't. she's an, I, that was an, this empowered woman now. I fucking love that shit. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that show, dude. And Littlefinger, that guy, I forgot Amazing the name of the show. actor, uh, Gillian, I believe. He, he he was incredible as that role. But, um, oh, my God. I mean, I do impersonations, but I don't think they're anywhere as near as good as that. Maybe we should have, the next time you come on, I will do an impersonation, and we'll be doing, like, a show, and you'll be an actor that's not you, and we can just, like, run with that for a little while. Is that I love yeah. it. <laughs> All sure. right, well, do it. We, I don't want to keep you too long. I know that you got a lot of stuff. And, dude, I appreciate the, the amount of time, the great interview again. Um, I definitely would like to ask you if you could do a drop for us. Um, you know, you can just say, hey, it's Michael Rosenbaum, and this is Geek Vibes Live, or whatever you want to say. That was my uh, announcer voice, if you couldn't tell. So would you be willing to do that or <laughs> no? So. Yeah, of yourself. course. Okay, Done. Uh, you want me to do it right now? Yeah, please. <laughs> All right, here it goes. Uh, maybe I, okay. right. I could do it a couple different ways, because that's how actors roll, man. We want to do the... Uh, all right, here we go. Hey, this is Michael Rosenbaum, uh, Lex Luthor from Smallville, The Flash, and the Justice League, and you're listening to Geek Vibes Live. Is that perfect. what you want to... How's that? That was perfect. That was uh, perfect. Perfect. Sweet. Oh, well, Michael. Um, you know, obviously, we already we already talked about your podcast again. If you guys haven't got a chance, it's called. Uh, <laughs> I just love the name of your show. Um, it, Inside, Inside of, of you. you with Michael Rosenbaum. I gotta tell you because like two of my favorite podcasts. One's a wrestling podcast called Going in Raw, and now I'm listening to Inside of You. So if I'm at my work <laughs> and my boss were to look at my YouTube for either one of those times, I'm gonna have a great conversation with them. But Great podcast, out. everyone out there in Geek Vibes Nation. I would definitely check it out. Definitely check out his band, The Sandwich. You guys fucking rock. Uh, when's your next date? 
Uh, you know, we're figuring that out tonight, actually. we have I have another little meeting here that I, ha- I have to go to, and then I have a little band practice, and then uh, we're going to figure out when we're playing. And, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm about, you know, next I think next week I go, I drive over to James Gunn's house to interview him Whoa. for the podcast. So, yeah, I appreciate nice. everybody listening to Inside of You with Mike Rosemont. I really appreciate it, man. You guys are great. And, no um, problem. Tom Arnold, yeah, well, awesome, I'll listen to you guys way. and just keep kicking ass and doing your thing, man. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, man. dude, definitely come on. Do you got any uh, upcoming movies or anything uh, coming up? Now? Uh, I got this movie called The Neighbor coming out Christmas. Yep. And uh, I'm writing one right now, and I'm writing actually a TV show with the guys who. Uh, well, I can't really. I guess I can't really say anything yet. But uh, well, the guy, one of the guys Ooh. who produced Impastor with me, and he used to run Sony and. He, uh, That's pretty funny. He, he pretty executive yeah. produced Two and a Half Men, and, and we're doing this really dark show. It's this story that I came up with, and I'm writing it. And we had a great showrunner, and you know, uh, so we're going to be pitching it uh, in the next month, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully get bought and make this sucker because it's a lot of fun. Oh, I, I hope so too, man. And I will definitely be uh, looking out for that. And definitely, like I said, come back and visit us. It was, it has been amazing, Michael, having you on tonight. And uh, have a wonderful evening, sir. You too, boys. Hey, nice, yeah. nice talking to you. Thank you, man. All we right. appreciate it. See ya. Peace. All right, that was Michael Rosenbaum. That was a pretty damn oh. cool interview. Um, I feel like I'm friends that with him. That was awesome. It sucks. I just, yeah. I just cut he him was off. Awesome. But he you know, he, he doesn't want to hear us. Well, at the end, you know, you got to like get rid of him. I could have muted him, but he had to go anyway. So I just didn't want him to hear us fangirling right now. Is all I'm trying to say. So uh, <laughs> great interview. The wedding moment, uh, I do. Me too. Like he was talking about. Like I'm always nervous in interviews. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm freaking out right now. Um, I hope I do get the, a chance to jam out with Lex Luthor. I think that'd be awesome. And he was just a really cool, amazing, down to earth dude. Like we've 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 talked to two of the members of the Legion of Doom between him and Matt Lesher, and honestly, two of the nicest guys. And the Justice unconnected. League, Flash and Wonder Woman. Yeah. We have. Oh, that's right. I guess technically, we need to try to like you know rally we all of them. Finish, bro. We gotta get them. Gotta For rally sure. them all. You know. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty awesome, guys. Uh, that is how we roll, though. Uh, you know, we've had. Kanan and Juwan working their asses off on, on Twitter, uh, getting these amazing interviews. And uh, the more that you guys listen, the better that we get, the better guests that we get. So keep on listening to Geek Vibes Live. I definitely want to uh, thank my co-host, uh, Joel. Joel, we kicked ass, man, and uh, we're going to talk after this anyways. But thanks for doing the interview with yep. me, obviously, and uh, have a good night, buddy. Anytime. Anytime, yeah. Good night, man. That was fun. So you guys out there, remember, we got a show on Saturday, which uh, will be changing to Sunday next month. Remember that. But, of course, our show will be on um, on Saturday night, so check it out. And uh, if you guys had fun and liked this whole entire thing, let us know on Facebook. Hit us up. Uh, tell us some guests that you'd like to get us get. We, we, we feel fearless at this point. We can get anyone. So uh, you guys have a wonderful like night. Thank so. you so much. <laughs> What were you gonna say? What were you gonna say, Joel? What were you gonna say? I said we like we like to think so. Yeah, of course we like to think so. Exactly. But uh, I, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna play something in the background like I usually do to close it out. And uh, you guys have a good night. All right, Geek Vibes Nation. Peace out. Listen to Justice League. Damn it. Peace out. Yeah, me, me, me.